We are live right after AEW Revolution, and quite a pay-per-view it was. That's right. It's a pay-per-view. Was it worth your $49.99? That's right. Nearly 50 bucks. Is it is it delivering for you? This was a wild show. So much blood. So many tables being smashed. We have a lot to discuss. Your comments on screen if you're with us live, if you're listening in the podcast, or watching on demand. Thank you so, so much. Get all the news at sportskita.com. Let's get right into it. Watch out, watch out, watch out. It is 11 in the central. It is midnight in the east. Uh, this was a long show, over four hours of wrestling. Just clicking the dial there. Five and hours if you include the buy in. If, yeah. yeah, five hours if you include the buy in. A lot of people with a lot of different takes on the show, a lot of big headlines coming out of the show. Uh, more than a few NXT names are featured on the show, former NXT names. Uh, we'll, we'll get into all that big news. Uh, I'm Kev Kellum, Jeremy Bennett in Nebraska, if you ask you. All right, down in Florida, the, shape, the state that is shaped like a certain part of the male anatomy. Uh, that is one Jose G. Lot to talk about here. Lot to talk about. This show is in uh, that state that's shaped like a part of the male anatomy, Orlando, Florida. Yep. Loud, sold-out crowd, over 8,000 in attendance. Good crowd. Yeah, they didn't light up the crowd. I thought that was odd that they didn't uh, put lights on the crowd. It was, uh, it was like, it was like they they lit themselves up with the fireflies. Yeah, I guess it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, I've seen that pay per view gimmick before. Here, uh, let's jump into the big headlines coming to the show before we get into the individual matches. Here, Bradford uh, is already texting and saying Regal got a great pop. Yes, William Regal, uh, former head uh, head talent scout for WWE, and of course on screen GM for WWE NXT, released a few months ago. Now. Uh, seemingly a part of All Elite Wrestling. He came out at the end of a very bloody and violent match between John Moxley and Brian Danielson and demanded that they shake hands. And, a lot of history. And, and paint brush both of them. What do you think of that? A lot of history, especially if you uh, if you remember the, the days of FCW uh, before uh, NXT. Uh, Regal was a commentator there, and, and him and Moxley would get into it uh, before the Shield was formed. It was some, some pretty cool stuff there in the real early days of Moxley's WWE career. Yeah. And, of course, you know the history. There's a, a long and storied history with Regal and uh and uh, brian danielson so if if regal's the manager of this faction that i'm already excited for jesus signed me the fuck up man because wow yeah i did not expect that i did not expect regal to come into that at all i think i think you're i think you're onto something if regal is the manager of uh of moxley and brian and brian and then brian uh, brian danielson <laughs> i always get them mixed up um, this is this is a game changer, dude, because you're essentially picked up AEW's picked up the big faces of NXT black and gold, uh, the, the black and gold era. Right. So yeah. they got Keith Lee, Adam Cole. They got all these tremendous names, Malachi Black. You know, so these guys are all there. And now you add William Regal to the mix. This is this is a potential game changer, guys. I've never seen anything like this. This is actually a very good show. Um a little bit long to my taste, but it was a very good show. I mean, it's too just, long for it, you. Too long just, for you. Yeah, it was. It was I'm not you used know, to this, to this two and a half hour, three hour, yeah. you know, premium live event show. I got spoiled. Four hours is a little too long. I'm like falling asleep between matches here. Uh, I'm, I I don't think that's the only person saying that. That was, was something I did see it. online. That was the major sentiment I heard. Is like this show should have ended an hour before it did. 
Yes. Um, and there were a lot of not that isn't to say it was a bad show. We're not saying it's a bad show. No. Uh, if you were this live, go ahead and give us the one to ten. Uh, we have Ricky, who is with us all the time. He's very into AEW. He loved the show. Ten out of ten. He loved it. Uh, let us know what you think here. Let's jump into the card here. We did have the buy in. Uh, I thought the buy in was pretty strong here. Some yeah. fun stuff on the buy in. Uh, the House of Black was very victorious over Pentagon and Pac and his crew. Layla Hirsch. Victorious as well with a turnbuckle. She that was a, a fun turnbuckle match. from underneath the ring. That was a good one. Match. Uh, big, biggest win of her career as well. I enjoyed this. Some of these, I also thought the Layla Hirsch match uh, over Chris Statlander, very violent, very uh, wild, personal issue between them. I thought that was better than any of the women's matches on the main card. I saw a lot of people say that that that, that was the best women's match of the night. It really was. They had three. They had three tonight. Had three uh, to tonight. be honest with you, I think Britt and Thunder are saving themselves for St. Patrick's Day Slam because that's when Thunder's probably going to take the title in her hometown. Uh, By the way, be... we got to talk about the new women's title design. Ooh, pretty, a very nice, nice title belt. By the way, pretty. Uh, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with you guys. I think. The opening buy-in matches really kind of set the tone for the entire pay-per-view. But when it comes to the women's matches that that we saw between Baker, Jade Cargill, and this uh, Layla Hirsch and Chris Statlander, this mm-hmm. matchup was pretty solid, man. It was it was really good. It got me involved, and it made me want to watch the pay-per-view if I was if I was watching this for the first time. Yeah, I thought I thought Thunder and and Baker was was good, but I think they're I think they're save it a little bit for in two weeks or well less than two weeks now geez that's uh that's gonna be on friday isn't it st patrick's day slam the uh, uh, close to it i think the 18th so it's yeah. the day after on revolution um, yeah. so let's jump or into the, let's uh let's jump into the main car they open with chris jericho versus eddie kingston uh personal issue between these two eddie is good friends with santana ortiz that kind of breaks up to some degree the inner circle the faction that chris jericho is running and you get jericho versus eddie uh jericho kind of belittling eddie saying he was never on this level he doesn't belong in all the last thing uh, and they have a very, very technical match where Jericho is pulling out some deep cuts some stuff we haven't seen him do in a long, long time. The lion salt. Uh, we got to see him do a Frankensteiner off the top. Uh, Jericho's looking slimmer than he has in he some is. time. Uh, I thought this is a very, very good match. He He's not. He's a 50-plus-year-old man. It's not going to be as fast as he once was. Anyone who says, oh, he looks slow. Anyone who's 50 slow. All right? You're not as fast when you're th- – I'm 38. You're not as fast when you're 23. It's fine. Or yeah, when you're um, 62 diving off a balcony. Oh, we'll get to uh, that. Yeah. Uh, people defying age and bleeding in the process. Uh, I love this match. The ending, very compelling. Uh, there was near falls in this that I think Jericho nearly had him a couple times. Yeah. Go breakers. Yeah. Uh, but Eddie Kingston gets a submission win off Chris. Jericho. Doesn't doesn't just pin him. I think it looked brutal. But taps him mm-hmm. out. Uh, and uh, Jericho said he would shake his hand if he beat him. He didn't shake his hand, walked out of the ring. So we get more out of this match. I'm okay with that, and this is a definitive win for Eddie Kingston. Lion son of a bitch. Yeah. You yeah, I think this, this is, is – That's classic Chris Jericho, though. Is yeah. like he gets a personal issue with someone, he loses a match, and then it builds to another match. He did this with Shawn Michaels exactly. like 20 years well, ago. You're right. just telling a story, right? You're yeah. just telling a story. Chris Jericho does that masterfully, and I think he did that very, very well tonight with Eddie Kingston. Uh, Eddie Kingston proved to me tonight that he can he can hang with the top guys, right? That mm-hmm. he can go. He had the crowd support. The mm-hmm. story was there in the ring. And I think that you, th- these are just the beginnings of what's going to be a longer feud. We're probably going to see this extend all the way out to double or nothing. Don't be surprised. Yeah, it was uh, it was really hard hitting. Great way to just kick off a match. Just put two guys beating the hell out of each other. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it, I like that uh, that stretch plum. 
uh, mm-hmm. submission there that Eddie put on. That was unique. You don't see it too often. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just think the, the match was just was uh, put together very well. What other matches you guys want to jump into here on the card here? Is other people were signing off in the comments? Well, we can just go in order if you want. I don't care. Sure, sure. I sure, mean, sure. that that well, let's just talk about the second match up there, the the World Tag Team Title match, the Triple Threat. That matchup was pretty damn good, man. Young Bucks, Red Dragon, Jurassic Express. Um, you know, it's funny because when Rico and I were doing predictions on our our, our own show uh, uh, earlier last week. We were like, well, you know, Red Dragon and, and the Elite kind of cancel each other out and Jurassic Express should win, which is what happened. But mm-hmm. this was this was a really fun match. There was moments there that made you think it was like, oh, snap, like Red Dragon's probably going to get this or even the Elite. Like there was just, just a lot of back and forth, a lot of near uh, near falls. But this is a really fun match to watch. It was uh, it was definitely entertaining to be a second match on the card. Yeah, it was really well done. A lot of action, as you could expect. But they told a great story with the Bucks and Red Dragon. They told a real good story. And man, just just some of the moves. That Jeremy, both- that story didn't connect with me at all because there was a million things going on in this match. Like th- this, this was a great match. I'm not taking anything away from this. But who was the legal man? Could you keep like there was so much stuff going on in this match? I was like, just make it a tornado tag. It's yeah. it's stupid to have tags in this match. The, the 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 tag count, people out of the ring. Why are we even counting? What does it even matter? Like that, that at some point I was like, this is a great match. Why even have the rules? Why would anyone <laughs> hold a tag rope when you need fourteen guys to do a move? Uh, so it was, that was annoying. It was it was like uh, I'm not this stupid. Like I just follow the rules. <laughs> like that's why rules exist. The referee doesn't need to be there if if you guys aren't gonna if the tags don't mean anything. Cause it was just fun. Right. And then they had to like go back to the corner and tag. I was like, that's stupid. Stop. Why, why, why did you set yourself up to have that problem? And the storyline thing with uh, the red dragons didn't make sense until the end. And if I, at that point it was just like, Oh, this is just a way for Jurassic Express to win. Luchasaurus looked like awesome. People love this match online. I heard some people saying it was the best match in the show. Uh, it was not, there was, there was a better match on the show. Uh, and this show uh, was fun, but it did have those indulgent things that AEW does in these big multi-man matches, which is great. It's their calling card. It's something they're very, very good at doing. It's just um, insane how uh, the just the unique moves that Jungle Boy pulls. Yeah, out. and then just the the the, do- insane... the Doomsday, the 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 tornado splash. He like, does a uh, lot of things you don't see from anybody else. And to then break just... up a submission hold, I thought that was really, really mm-hmm. cool. Great match. I mean. I know it seems like I'm taking the tweezers out here, but I was, but the whole time I was like, who is the legal man? I couldn't yeah. keep track well, of it. Well, and I hate, I hate, I hate two men in the ring at the same time in a triple threat tag. Just make it no rules, three guys, one from each team in there, or yeah. make a tornado, something like that. If they made a tornado, it would have been fine. And then uh, sense. that just then, always makes sense if you have a, if you're having a triple threat match. If it's a tag, it should be a tornado by default. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and then just the insane agility for. Uh, what Luchasaurus does is it's amazing for a guy his size to move as quickly as he does and to do it so smoothly. Like you don't see him botch much. And no. for a guy that for the, a guy that big, it's 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 something to commend him about. And so uh, you know, I was I was wondering just because the the there hasn't really been a meaningful feud with these guys since they've been champions. And so I thought maybe they would take the titles off of them and put them on Red Dragon. Uh, but I'm I'm kind of happy just by the the performance that both men gave from Jurassic mm-hmm. Express. I'm happy that they kept the belts. Now I want to see like a story. I want to see some kind of story mm-hmm. for those titles now next time. 
The thing is, the story didn't sell me on it. This match was just over delivering on the story that was built. Well, to yeah, it. there was the story was only between the Bucks and Red Dragon. There was there hasn't really been a feud that is directly involving Jurassic Express yet since exactly. the tag champs. So that's something but they that's, need to work. That's that, something they that's need to what, work that's, on. Like, to me, that's like the why are you champions. You like if you're yeah. not going to be. That's why I thought the they were going to lose the belt. That's why I thought they were going to lose the belts tonight because yeah. they hadn't really been in. Yeah, a there wasn't an angle story. for them. Yeah, 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 you're right about that. Wrestling yeah. good story underwhelming like that, that that was that was my take it was like wrestling was fantastic you guys did some really creative things out of maneuvers with different people but it was just well, like I'm on over uh but i was also like slow it down uh give us your rating here for this show we always when we do a big pay-per-view we ask your rating one to ten your one to ten rating uh, some people give it a nine out of ten i saw a ten out of ten we'll give ours at the end of the show here uh let's move along here let's move along what else do you guys want to jump into I'm trying well, to see where the card is. Next one, uh, next one up off after that is going to be the face of the Revolution ladder match. Now, you wonder why the crowd got quiet at times. It's because it was banger after banger yeah. after banger. You, you, had two, you, had two, you had two really big matches open the show. And then you give us a ladder match. I, I almost thought they should have put something between that, that wild tag team match and the ladder match because it was two matches in a row with more than like five guys in the ring at one point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but this ladder match was was fun. This was a really fun ladder match. It was, uh, Christian's twenty second career televised ladder match, which is crazy wow. to hear. Wow, crazy! Yeah, it was uh, really well done. Uh, Orange Cassidy doing some pretty cool spots, going jumping on the big guys' backs or, or jumping on the ladder to reach for the rings. He I thought that was creative, cool and then he got crotched on the ladder. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. I loved I loved Wardlow stepping back from the ladder and telling Keith Lee to come on and, and knowing Keith Lee would step down instead of going for the ring. And then the, the two would, would brawl, but then that kind of got interrupted. I love that. I love that, that spot in the match when uh, I think it was Wardlow and Keith Lee were had that ladder and orange Cassidy did a pull up through the ladder to, yeah. to get on top of the ladder to reach the brass ring. I thought that was creative as hell. I thought that was really fun. There was a lot of creative stuff in this matchup, and 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 Wardlow looked like a total superstar out there tonight. Uh, good for him getting the win. He looked dominant as hell. He looked strong as hell. Yeah. He he held his own against Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee. But Keith Lee, man, Keith Lee got that big pop, man. Not only not only when he came in, but the crowd chanting, "Bask in his glory." It was loud. It was deafening. It was. It was it was it awesome. sounds it was good with his music to too. reception. It sounds good when they kind of time it with his music, too, when they start singing it. So it was really good uh, how the crowd did that there. And, you know, I predicted Wardlow to win this just because we all know the MJF mm-hmm. feud's going to come to a head. And it, it did later on in the evening. And, uh, you know, this was kind of the way for him to now get his own contract and not be under MJF. And which makes me wonder now, I kind of thought Scorpio Sky was going to beat Sammy Guevara. Um, unless they're just going to have Scorpio be a transitional champion, because I don't think Wardlow is going to lose that TNT title match when he cashes in that brass ring. So uh, it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see what they do going forward. I thought for sure Scorpio would win on Wednesday. Now I don't think so. But yet at the same time, both Sammy and Wardlow are very well loved. So then what do you do? Um, so maybe Scorpio wins it and is a transitional champion at, into double or nothing or something. I, I don't know. Maybe Wardlow keeps that brass ring for a while while maybe finally we get the MJF feud at double or nothing. Maybe I don't know uh, how that, that's going to go. And that's kind of the beauty of it. You don't know what direction they're going to go in. 
Kevin Glass saying, stop kissing AEW's ass. Their head is big enough. Their collective head is big <laughs> enough. Um, so I don't, I don't mind bringing up comments like that. It's okay. Tell the, uh, tell the several hundred thousand that spent 50 bucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, John Castro saying, uh, nine out of 10. Not bad for my first AEW pay-per-view. So someone trying it for the first time, enjoying the show. Got a, Nishad, got a good introduction. <laughs> uh, Nishad is with us all the time. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much, Nishad. You've been watching for years. I appreciate it. 7.5. Phil's given it a 9. Continue if you're watching with us. Um, we're going to give you our ratings at the end of the show here. Uh, I like the ladder match. I thought it was good. Um, but I don't think it did uh, the best service for all the guys involved. It did what it was supposed to do. Make a lot a of big guys in it, so it was kind of hard to. Yeah. But it's but it's still what the match you made. Yeah. You made the match. Now, how are you going to make this work? And they did some creative stuff with it. It was fun, but... Wardlow coming am, out am, of the. I, I don't think I'm an ass when I say I've seen better ladder matches. Wardlow kept. Well, yeah, you're. Yeah, definitely right. This is not going to be an, being an ass. I'm being, a, being I'm, an being ass. A, I'm being a total AEW. Quit kissing. Quit kissing WWE's ass. Oh, uh, I'm always doing that. I am so. I am <laughs> I so exhausted of that. I was on Twitter all night. I am so exhausted with the comparisons. I love I'm exhausted um, with it. I don't <laughs> care. That they're doing this. Why don't they don't do this? So if they don't do this, then then, then this thing. Stop. Just stop. Have fun. I love Talk about when, the show you're watching. I loved when Wardlow came through the curtain and just nailed oh, Hobbs yeah, that was, and, that was and Keith Lee through the. And then you got the the trademark Keith Lee creeping up on the apron. You had to you had to get that spot in. Well, it always, I, that was fun. That was fun. I like yeah. that he has like signatures that involve like a certain. How about how about the scene when Keith Lee just creeped up right behind Christian Cage yeah. like he did to Adam Cole in NXT? Yeah. I those, thought that shot was awesome. Yeah, those the, gifts are great. It was fun. It was fun. I loved it, and I and I, I, I would not mind watching this match up again. It was fun. Uh, next up, oh baby, we got an official finally looking fine in that suit and skinny tie. Shane Swerve Strickland is now all elite. And uh, whose house is it? Swerve's house. I believe it is indeed his house. Great, yeah, great reaction. Great reaction. You want to confirm. Uh, Swerve, I think, will be a great hand. He fits in well with the AEW style, with the body types they have there. Um, that's why this ladder match was interesting, because there was not a lot of cruiserweights in a ladder match. It tends to be a place where you put a lot of cruiserweight guys. Um, I think he can fit well. I think he's a guy with his style that's very appealing to younger audiences, and he could be a really interesting pickup for him. I think, though, they need more people who can stand out with the promos. And Swerve was really starting to stand out with the things he was doing on the microphone, having rap songs, yeah. doing stuff that no one was doing in WWE. Uh, and him doing that now in all the wrestling, I think, is a cool idea. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you know, they were trying to build up to the uh, they were trying to build up to the, the the champ. But yet the crowd already knew it was coming and they know Swerve. So that, uh, that was kind of cool that they uh, uh, were able to. Uh, uh you know play along with uh play along with that and really come off as a great reaction for mm -hmm. uh for swerve and so i'm happy he's a hell of a wrestler i would uh not be surprised if he holds gold sometime this year uh, we still have nine months left this year so i would not be surprised if he holds a tnt title at, at some point uh john Kasher with a follow-up comment there i just want to get that on screen uh see i am not biased good i've been a wwe fan for 30 years i love wrestling first time i paid 50 bucks for a pay-per-view in years you know it's true I, that, that is something every time it, uh, an AEW pay-per-view comes up here in the traditional sense let's talk about we'll talk about before the end of the show like how long that's going to last um are they going to move to hbo max and it just goes to the subscription model i'm hoping that way right i'd like i'd like to just pay the 15 bucks and watch Peacemaker yeah. and, and AEW on the same thing. Um, but uh, yeah, when you ask people to pay 50 bucks, your show's going to have to deliver. 
Uh, we'll get to the end of this podcast that you're watching, you're, you're listening to, and we'll determine whether or not it's worth your 50 bucks, and we'll give it a rating out of 10. Uh, I want to talk about this match here. Uh, this was a match that was intriguing to me, uh, and that was Jay Cargill and Tay Conti. Uh, and I wasn't as looking forward to this match as other matches on the card, uh, but they did something really wild in this match. Jade, at one point, Laid a big old smooch on Tay. Oh, yeah. And uh, followed this up with uh, just kicking trying her ass. To make, trying to make Sammy jealous. That's what yeah. she's doing. Um, tried, I totally kicked her ass. The next, uh, here's the thing. I thought that was interesting. I thought some of the moves were cool. Um, I think Jade is coming into her form. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this that frog is splash was nice. Yeah, it was a nice frog splash. But I do think this is a situation where the title is making the person. And I loved and, uh, I loved the, I loved yeah. the Mortal Kombat gear, too. Yeah. Uh, Jade, here, Jade here like and Jade. aesthetics aside, this is another case where Layla and Chris Statlander had a banger match. This could not follow that. If you just want to isolate nobody, women's matches as their but, own thing, but you know nobody, nobody expected credit. Jade to lose here either. Yeah, exactly. But to get that's Jade okay. Some credit, that's okay. Predictable is like not bad. Mentioned, just like you mentioned, she is getting better. Mm-hmm. And Ty Conti made gave her the best match she's had to date right now in AEW. That match, that's the longest match Jade's had in the company ever since holding that title. So I, we, I get it. And, and Jade's a superstar. She looks and like I, and, I, box, and, yeah. and Ty did her job. Ty did what she needed to mm-hmm. do, which was make Jade Cargill look good. Was it a banger of a match? No, because no, that was Chris Statlander and Layla Hurge early in the night. Yeah. But, the, but nonetheless, the match was still good and did what it needed to do for Jade. Okay. I'm not the only one talking about the kissing here. You know, Molly's talking about it here. We have Craig Backlund referencing the quote unquote, Hot lesbian action. Oh, that was uh, HLA. Um, that's a flashback. That yeah, that's a that's a dated flashback. That didn't is that a Bischoff <laughs> thing on when he was general? That, that was a Bischoff thing when he was the manager oh, of Raw. Was was we're, gonna, we're gonna have we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have like ri- like ridiculous sexual content on our TV here. I'm getting feedback on my microphone. I'm sorry, I don't know why. It's um, the hot lesbian action. It is. It's that, it's that hot lesbian action. It's getting me in trouble here. My mic can't handle it. Um, I thought this was fine. Like it was just a, it was just a fine match. Yeah. My thing is pay per view. I would have gone with the match that had the two bangers and a better a better story in it. And you had two wrestlers that were just out there hitting all their stuff. Layla Hirsch well, and Chris Antlander. I thought that match should have been on the pay per view. If I remember this. right, the TBS Championship wasn't defended on the last pay per view, so you had to have it on this one. True. If I I might be mistaken, but I don't think it was defended. At, well, I don't at, think it. I don't think it existed in the last pay per view. Yeah, I, I think it may not have existed. Uh, it had to have because Jade's wrestled twenty. Well, yeah, I think it. I think it. I, when did that come out? Yeah, that had to. Here, be. we're getting into semantics, guys. Let's talk about this dog collar match. This, yeah, I love this match. This match was absolutely awesome. fantastic. MJF I love, versus I love CM that Punk. CM Punk came out to his old Ring of Honor yes. theme song, and yes. that the crowd in Orlando responded heavily to it. And he came out with the gear. This this entire matchup was so good. Yeah, you knew uh, you knew Punk wearing white shorts that was going to be uh, uh, the uh, the end of it. And yes, the the TBS title was around when Full Gear was on November. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, you knew when he was wearing white shorts. Ooh, those are going to be uh, stained with blood. But um, my God, this match. All right. Was... So there's one thing I do have to point out about this match. Where Punk blatantly in front of the camera, facing the A camera, just stabs himself twice. Boom! <laughs> I didn't well, catch that. 
Did you catch? Uh, did you I catch later? Did you catch, catch that? No. Did you catch later where Danielson tossed Remsburg the blade and he threw it out of the ring? <laughs> but it was like blatant, dude. It was like blatant. To I didn't the catch that at all. MJF had just hit him with the chain, and as soon as he got hit, he went. He went with his other hand, punk, and then he got hit again, and then a punk. So he got two puncture wounds right here. He just started drenching blood. It was just would oh, not stop. It was. I'm like, oh my boring. god! Like, you could not wait for like the camera change or beat or. <laughs> Something like that. It was just so evident. It was so blatant and disrespectful. Many, many years ago, when you had to rent the pay-per-views at Blockbuster on VHS tape, I would rent some of the pay-per-views over and over again. And it would drive my older brothers who didn't like wrestling crazy because they would have to sit out me watching a pay-per-view again. And I was watching Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker where he gets hit with a – no, it's a WrestleMania 7, uh, Hogan versus Slaughter. And it's, they have that awful shot that's like right underneath the ring rope, like right here, right? Right underneath the ring rope. And Hogan blades himself. And you just see it. And he literally puts the blade right in front of the camera. And Earl Hebner comes over and sweeps it and puts it in his pocket and acts like he's checking. And, and I remember being a little, little kid. I'm, I'm talking like under 10, right? And I was so Hulkamating. And my older brother, Bob, had to hold my eyes open. And my other, my other brother, Kieran, Put it in slow mo, so they're like, "You have to know it's fake. You gotta know it's fake." I was like, "No, I don't know." It was, it was, it was like they had to hold my eyes open. I was like, "That's not a blade." Yeah, that's a. It's that's a piece a, of the chair. You got That's a plastic gimmick. That's a plastic razor gimmick. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. They held my eyes open and made me see that Hulk Hogan had someone do a still screenshot of this. Uh, oh there we no. Go. Uh, I like, love like, uh, like it's again. like bird, it's like again. bird, it's like bird box. He's making them open her eyes in bird box. Remember that, Mart? <laughs> We're gonna go back and get that shot. Um, <laughs> I 100% loved this match. This match did something that all the other matches before it did. Jade and Tay got out there. All right, you got how much time? All right, let's get a bunch of stuff in there. Let's make sure we have Smart Mark on the outside taking a bump. We have the tag match. All right, let's make sure that you know, three different teams can get all their stuff in. All right, that's what that match calls for. Get a bunch of stuff in one match, and it's wild, right? Ladder match. Ladder match, naturally. A bunch of different people doing a bunch of crazy things and then one big winner. This yeah. match, two guys, beat one them. gimmick, beat the one story. Slow it down. And then did you notice that the reactions were bigger and longer. And as they got into the match, it got nastier and meaner. This, this was the match of the night. Mm-hmm. And even bleeding and doing everything they did, they got so much more out of their bodies than anyone else on this show. This stole the show. This was the match that sold the pay-per-view, I think, for a lot of people. This is the best match that CM Punk has had in All Elite Wrestling. And uh, I've seen him have two really good ones live. This was fantastic. This was MGF's best performance in AEW, in my opinion. I loved it. And how about that swerve with Ward, though, Jeremy? Absolutely. I know you were a fan of it. Oops. That was great. Oops. The, the, oh, are you looking for the ring? I, don't, I can't, that, I can't find it. <laughs> it, added, it added that extra element of storytelling in there besides the, the whole thing with MJF and CM Punk. Oh, you got Wardlow here as, at the same time because he's calling out for Wardlow to get some assistance, and Wardlow's looking for the you know for the ring. And oh, I don't. Oh, it's in my other pocket. I'm just going to leave this right here on the apron for you, and I'm going to walk away. Yeah, that was a brilliant finish too. And he just laid into MJF with that punch too on the on the, with the diamond ring, and he won and, with it. 
Yep. And he should have won with it. Yeah, that was know? a and great I, that was a great finish. Yeah. And uh, it was someone doing something cool that ends a match, not something that do something cool and oh, it doesn't end the match because we got to do more stuff. Like that's one thing where I'm like, who are producing these matches? Like who comes in and says, "No, that's enough." You got what you want. That's the story. We, we're oh, done. We'll, we'll talk about that in the main event because there were oh, so many yeah. times in the main <laughs> event that, that could have been ended like 10 minutes ago, but yet you decided to kick out of five different tombstone pile drivers. But okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. I tweeted, I tweeted this out and I got some reaction from people. I think I'm going to form a new political super PAC that will campaign during WrestleMania week with you. I want to ask if you guys will join my political super PAC, make pile drivers win matches again. <laughs> All right. And it is a super PAC. Uh, we are going to be, we are, we're going to be, we will file with the government. We I will am do everything we can. I approve this message. Uh, we will win a sports gear wrestling award next year. We will win the office of pile drivers winning matches again. And, uh, and, and if anyone's in the anti pile drivers winning and that's, matches, and party, that's just like any type of pile driver, right? Canadian destroyer, heat seeker, pile driver, pile drivers on the apron. We got people doing pile drivers, pile driver, the gotch style pile driver. There was a lot of them. People take all types of bumps on the apron tonight. Did you know it's the hardest part of the ring? Did you know that? It is the hardest part of the ring. I don't know that. No, I did not know that. This was really, really cool. I absolutely love this match. Um, The blood worked. Like, there was so much blood on this show. Uh, But this is the first time we got to see it. This is a great culmination of a feud. Mm -hmm. I don't don't need to see another Punk MG and F match, at least for a while. You know, for like a significant period of time. If if Punk's going to be one of your biggest stars, this is how you tell a story with him. And I absolutely love this. And this is a story, you know, people want to make the comparison. You can't. This is a great story. This is a great AEW story. And I loved it. It was perfect. Best match in the show. Best match in the show for sure. Uh, let's jump into your thoughts on it. A lot of people agreeing with us on this one, saying it was an awesome match here. Let's move down the card here. Uh, as we move on to uh, another match that had to follow this, they had a tough order here. This is AEW Women's Championship match. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Of course, uh, Britt Baker has her legion of, of uh, hooligans inside here. Um, an annoying and- man because I, I know from a from – a- from a storytelling standpoint, I know she's the heel. I know we're supposed to hate her. I know we're supposed she's supposed to be doing these these heel things. But at the same time, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you're doing the same thing now, the same gimmick. You you always win because you get help from these two women. And you can't put down Thunder Rosa on your own, you know? So that's yeah. the story that she keeps telling over and over. And it's kind of getting stale, in my opinion. So, I, you know, when we were talking a little bit earlier where you know St. Patrick's Slam might be the moment. I think you're I think you're right about that Jeremy just because I think, she needs to get her fair shot on it or something needs to happen because yeah. you can't well, continue this same stale gimmick. It's yeah. getting stale. I have seen people yeah, I've saw people online tonight talk about how they think Brit is getting stale, how they thought a title change change should have happened, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people did not realize uh, they're going to be in in Thunder Rosa's home in less than two weeks uh she does have to beat layla hirsch that'll probably be a good match on dynamite this wednesday uh so but uh once she does uh yeah i wouldn't why, be su- why book this match on a pay-per-view i wouldn't be surprised if uh i wouldn't be surprised if it's a cage match on on oh, uh, on rampage do it do a cage match mm-hmm. you know um but i mean also like i get it uh, more people are going to see it on television they're going to see it on a pay-per-view right um, but if you want me to pay for the big payoff, like I just got with Punk and MJF, mm-hmm. and then right after you do this match, that's a fun match. I'm not saying that they didn't go out there and try stuff. It was good. It was really cool. The, the near falls worked. 
Thunder yeah. Rosa was over. Britt Baker was over as a heel. But it was another one of those matches where it's like, yeah, it was convoluted booking. It was good. It was, yeah, was, was kind of convoluted get... to get that many people. It was another match. Another match no on the show. Was there a single match the on this show where the two people, the two, the competitors in the ring didn't have to deal with anyone outside of the ring? Yeah. Like, like, was there any matches on the show at all where that didn't happen? Was... And this, that was something where this match was really affected by a redundant, indulgent, indulgent concept of let's get as many people out yeah. there around the match. Uh, it was it, it was too much gaga because like at least with the main event they all cleared out and then you yeah. had a finish. Where and, here and you you had you had uh you had Rhea and uh, the uh, Ju- uh, here here you've got the you've, here you've got like your old impact for one here person. you've got here you've got your like your classic impact wrestling overbooking you know yeah. TNA overbooking mm-hmm. and uh, you, you and had it, uh, Hater and Rebel uh, yeah it was there. too many bodies out there I don't think that you needed that that finish it it, it just just made, you know, there's this gif of this guy that 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 does this all the time when Brock Lesnar comes back, like, like that's how I felt, you know, like, like the hell, man. This I'm getting tired of this booking that they're doing with Britt. They need to change it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's know why. Good. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to do this and then still have Thunder at number two, which I mean, it makes sense because she got kind of cheated, and then and you're clearly going to kind of cheated. Back. Where was she tonight? Where was she tonight? I mean, isn't Mercedes Martinez supposed to have her back? I'm just saying she wasn't there. So storyline, it didn't storyline. It was kind of convoluted. So it was just like it was protecting Brit. Brit could have won this match without that much outside interference. Absolutely. She could have. And it was just a matter of like, swerve, 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 swerve. Now, now we do the finish. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, Real people in, reel them in. You know what I mean? Reel this thing in. Indulgence is AEW's biggest noticeable weakness, where people get to indulge. All right, no, then we're gonna get you, and then we're gonna do this. Slow it down. You know what I mean? Wardlow came out. His interference mattered, and mm-hmm. it it added something to the match. It played up the characters. Exactly. Bring it home. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't mind if there's interference, but it has to make sense. Something like, that uh, it, it, yeah. it made sense here, but it was just like convoluted it was just like the, the ends didn't justify the means is that is that fair to say and and uh, uh the next match had no interference and this was probably my favorite match of the night okay. which was john moxley and brian danielson that was a good uh, match. man it, man okay now here's where the difference between a quiet crowd and an attentive crowd mm-hmm. this crowd in the beginning watching these guys paint the picture in the beginning it was like very reminiscent of when you watch a new japan match and the crowd is they very they're yeah. very attentive and they're 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 focused on the match and it, i felt it like, wasn't a, it was not a dead crowd they yeah were they, dead. they were they were focused on what they were doing i thought mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to see that it, was, it reminded me a lot of the uh, of the J- uh, japan matches that you have um but this was my match of the night was moxley and danielson and boy they <laughs> more blood <laughs> lots of blood <laughs> uh they beat the crap out of each other i think this was uh we have someone saying match of the year candidate for these two for me it was neck and neck between this and punk with i go with punk and mjf as match of the night because i think it just paid off a great storyline that was mm-hmm. a, uh, was one of the best storylines we've done in months uh that we've seen in wrestling and it paid off and the match was as good so, and so this is kicking uh, off a great storyline yeah so this kicks off a great storyline yeah a flash finish 
where uh, Danielson oh. is trying to kind of put him in the cattle mutilation finisher, where he basically has to do uh, a, like a stand on his head with his feet backwards. Kind of puts your shoulders in an awkward position. Mm. Moxley took advantage of it and pinned him. Very technical. I kind of like, um, yeah, which was, this match was technical. So that's why I love that. The way that, that was shot, though, did you guys notice this? Maybe this is my ADD kicking in. Jose, did you notice that pinfall right away? Because I was like, as surprised as I was like, what? Like what happened? Like the like, it was like I was like, did someone tell the like someone to ring the bell and they weren't supposed to? That was my reaction for, for three minutes. And then they're like, no, he got caught. I was like, okay, yeah, he got caught. And that, that's why with a, when you have a technical match like this, it went like roughly twenty minutes. I thought it was a pretty good ending. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and then boy, that big that big surprise at the end, huh? Yeah, this matchup was really good. Um, when you compare this to the uh, the the uh, punk and mjf match two different matches but nonetheless very very good matches you Mm -hmm. got one match that's very violent very bloody the other one's also very very violent and very bloody but very technical um and you can tell that you can tell that john mox has been hitting the the match bro like you can he's doing some gracie jujitsu training he's got Mm -hmm. that mat training he's doing some more uh some Mm -hmm. more striking you can tell he's been hitting the gym and doing some MMA, doing some mixed martial arts training because it's coming across now in his in his overall in ring game, and it's well, uh, very well matched against Brian Danielson. Yeah. So, and I fantastic think fantastic matchup tonight. I think they should just simply call this faction with now Regal as manager. Just call it Violence. Be perfect. Just call it Violence. Violence Inc. And uh, boy, I was already excited as hell for this partnership and now you add regal to it and it just skyrockets my interest through the roof and uh so i'm very looking forward who they bring into the fold like there's going to be a younger guy they add to the fold probably and i'm very curious to see who they do add to that fold william regal joined all eight wrestling that's wild isn't it guys we're living in a fantastic time when it comes to pro wrestling triple h next Oh my God! That talk, talk I, I don't know about, about that. Hey guys, give me a second. Gonna... Yeah, Kevin's cutting. I'm gonna out reboot here. on my end. I'm gonna reboot on my end. Stay with me, guys. Yeah. Well, while he while he reboots on his end, uh, let's talk about this. Uh, the last uh, this trios tornado matchup. Ooh. We had the AHFO. It was uh, Isaiah Cassidy and um, Andrade El Idol and Matt Hardy. Going up against Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara, which was a wild matchup because you got this 62-year-old man in Sting jumping from a balcony, Jeremy. My God. Uh, you know, a lot of people were like, why is this match on the pay-per-view? But then you watch it play out, and you're like, oh, this is so good. And they did all, my, my God, the Spanish fly off of that thing. I was waiting for Isaiah Casti to do his his trademark high-pitched squeal when 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 oh, sammy no, yeah he should have <laughs> he should have done that when sammy did the spanish fly that would have been great and then my god a 62 year old man diving off a balcony through tables this I guy's think a he legend bumped his head pretty nasty there too when he was flying down I think he, might he, he must have been okay he must have been okay though because he was the actually the first guy uh he led the uh the media scrum tonight so sting was the first guy to to show up for the media scrum so i think he's okay um but man that was that was for a match that people didn't think fit on the card that was a great second to last match it was a fun match and it wasn't too long yeah and and i 
it's the beginning of the end. A lot of it. Yeah, and it's the beginning of the end for Matt with uh, the HFO. He's mm-hmm. obviously uh, his brother's probably coming in Wednesday. I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's free and clear. Um, I'd have to double check, but uh, I think he's free and clear by dynamite possibly. So be very interesting to see if his brother shows up or if they do kind of a, a slower build uh, to bring Jeff in. Yeah. I think this is the right, the, the, the right time to do it. You know, he's been on that losing streak now for several weeks. And, uh, and I think this is the right time to kind of like send him off into the sunset and bring him back with his brother. If that's the case uh, this week, but this was a fun matchup. This was, yeah. this was fun the crowd got a lot of it. You know, they went into the crowd. Uh, we got tables. We got, you know, staying flying from the balcony. Uh, I mean, what more can you ask for? For what? What was it, like the, a 10 or 12 the, minute match? The 90th day. The 90th day is Wednesday, by yeah. the way, for Jeff. So would he not be able to come out on that 90 day or does he have to wait until the end of the 90 days? I would assume at 1201. He could maybe probably of that. one of that day, right? Yeah. Well, he's already got himself in legal trouble if he was negotiating with AEW, like, like in in not in good faith. Because there's there's some debate about that. I know there was mixed reports about that. Is he going to get in trouble? I think because... a lot of that was he saying that he's going to go there, but that's he's not supposed to saying... say. That. Yeah, but uh, but he's that's clearly some... he went on he went on Twitter and tried to like cover that. Yeah, clearly not supposed to say. Because here's yeah. the thing: you may have a 90 day release, but you're getting paid through all of that. You're getting paid from WWE until the end of those yeah. 90 days. There's a difference though between him saying that and them actually doing business. So yeah, I you know the, the latter is a lot worse, and I don't I don't think that I don't think they officially Tony knows better to not. Yeah, I think it's just but to Jeff. <laughs> you know, like, like that, that. The I don't think. I don't well, think no, Tony knows done. better not to do business. So there's probably been no business done. That doesn't, that doesn't mean they're not doing I think it. WWE <laughs> is probably doing something preemptively because yeah. of what Jeff Hardy's comments. So. You know, he let it slip out, and then he yeah. was, like, trying to rectify himself. He's like, oh, no, I'm just trying to manifest it because I believe that I'm going to work there, you know? So it's like, I, I don't know. It, it could be I'm an one enigma, of those man. Stories. I'm an enigma, yeah, right? and, I, and I don't want to be sued. <laughs> like, 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 that's what it is. <laughs> exactly. What about uh, what about that spot where Darby Allen missed his coffin drop by like a mile? He kind of hit it, but it wasn't no, a, it did. wasn't a clean did hit. It, did yeah, but he did it at the end of the match. Did watch Jeremy. the re- did you watch oh, the no, replay? Did, did you watch the replay? Yeah, of he's course, raised him in the ribs. That's what it looked he, like. He barely hit him on the bicep. It was like <laughs> yeah, he wasn't Matt wasn't ready for him to do it that quickly. He was in, it was too I, far. He couldn't reach there. No, it's funny. Yeah, yeah Cass, Cassidy Haynes from Body Slam. He, he was like uh, talking about uh, give him give Matt some time or something. I responded with the eight. Nobody got time for that gif. <laughs> Darby ain't got time for that. Uh, for me, it was. I thought it was. It was. It was. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. There's a fire. Um, this match had two things in it: the Spanish fly through the tables, Sting going through a table, which looked nasty. How about that? Sixty-plus-year-old Sting going through a table. I'm surprised he wasn't like profusely bleeding out of his forehead because he. I hope he's okay. And then that it, that intro video was badass too. Uh, well, I tweeted Sting this with out. a flame fro- flamethrower. Yeah, the Damn. intro video where Darby comes out and he for for some reason. He didn't do it, but it looked like it. He yeah. drove a trailer. He drove a car through <laughs> the air, through Grand trailers. Theft Auto style. Um, while they were doing a funeral outside of a trailer park for, for Matt Hardy. Yeah. All right. So so they're doing some trailer for like some something like that, right? And then uh Sting shows up with a flamethrower and burns the whole funeral set in this trailer park down. We were placed to have a funeral. <laughs> and 
the, I just wanted Sting to turn to the camera and say, "Welcome to Jackass." Like that, that's all I wanted to say. That's the other company's gimmick. Yeah, I, I do. I love Jackass. I saw the movie this week. Hell yeah! Great. Oh yeah! I, I watched the uh, the Batman today. So I saw the Batman yesterday. Also worth it. Um, this this was a fun match, but clunky, real clunky. Uh, not a great night for Matt Hardy to be in the ring and take that finish. Uh, um and have it be that way. Well, uh, he's, this, gonna, he's about to get broken. He's about to be broken again. Wonderful! Right? Yeah. Will people respond to that? Because they tried it once. They tried it once in well, AEW, but it was I, they didn't have because fans. Because it was pandemic. There was yeah. no fans. There, there was no fans. No, that's and Matt said has said as much in interviews. Yeah. It, it made no sense to have it then with no fans. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you had to bring him in as that when he debuted in AEW, you had to bring him in like that because mm-hmm. it was such a hot gimmick. But yeah, with no fans, it makes no sense. It's getting late. Let's get through this thing here, man. Uh, yeah, what do you guys event. think about the rest of the show? Jump on here. Halo. Halo yeah. Cole, baby. Mm-hmm. We got the Battle of the Atoms. <laughs> Let's, Let's go, Adam. I, this that was a great chant. Awesome. That was this Orlando chant. crowd was awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're smart. It's a smart mark crowd. Orlando's a smart mark town. You know that. They had TNA there for the longest time, uh, just, just being in one place for like a, a decade or something like that, and NXT as well. So this is a smart wrestling crowd. Surprised they ran, uh, considering the crowd. I know we're talking about the main event here. Surprised they ran. Is there a bigger arena than this? In Orlando? Uh, well, this arena is by the university, so it's a smaller scale arena compared to the Amway. Mm-hmm. I think the Amway sits up to 20,000. I think this seat's right around 10. Okay, feet. so 20,000 might be pushing it. But yeah. you're like, all right, so let's go with the small arena that we know yeah. we can pack. Exactly, so, okay. exactly. So, uh, but this was a this was a fun main event. The crowd was awesome. Not only we got the let's go Adam chance, but uh, let's go Adam. Adam sucks chance. Uh, <laughs> those were really fun, too. Uh, but this was this was damn and, good. And, you know, match, and you too. saw that Adam Cole was like annoyed by that. He's like, it's like these mfers. Like, I can't believe you guys are really saying that right now. But this, this was hilarious, fun match. A lot of false finishes, finishes that could have been finished like seven minutes before the actual finish of this actual match. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Adam Page got the win. Uh, it was okay. I had, I had this no was problem. not the very best match I've seen Adam Cole in. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was actually a pretty good match. Um I thought it was probably the third best, maybe fourth best match on the card. Kind of hard when it's a stacked card like this. Yeah. I thought it was a really good title match and you know, they got 25 minutes. I think your title matches should be this long. I mm-hmm. thought it was actually the perfect length. Uh, you know, of course, I'm a night owl anyway, so I'm not bothered by what time it was when it got over. I thought it was a well-done match. I thought Adam Cole had some tremendous counters, some great counters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and him and Paige do really work well together. So I, I, thought, I thought pile drivers win matches. <laughs> no. Exactly. No. Exactly. I think Flipping that, I think pile only, drivers on the floor. Only, only for Undertaker. You hit him with the dead eye. You hit him with the pile driver. You hit him with with a, with a tombstone pile driver. You hit him with Back another pile driver. You hit him with the Panama <laughs> Sunrise. For the title. You hit him with the Panama Sunrise in the outside on the ground. It's for the for title. You, 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 you come through. Put away one of these guys. You pull through, and it's for Apologist. the title. Apologist, Jeremy. You pull through when it's for the title. <laughs> My God, how many stand, how many false finishes were there in the Attitude Era? There were people taking each other's finishers ten times know, in the Attitude Era, and people think that's the greatest era in pro wrestling. So don't I, give me that shit. 
I'll give you that shit. You asked for it. The uh, the uh, the attitude error was much worse. Taking a pile driver on the floor and not winning a match. The, uh, <laughs> like, like, yeah, that happened in the attitude era. Driver. That happened in the attitude era on a day that ended in Y. Exactly. But I'm saying, I, but in this case where you're getting back to reality and you had matches where real things mattered, like I, Moxley and, I, and, and Danielson doing something real that mattered, where you did something real like that mattered. A, a video it's, game. I did yes. groan when Kit Fish and O'Reilly came out. I'm like, another overbooked. But they all cleared out for the finish. And, but and they like, were involved in the finish. And you still no, had another match they where you had like they 14 people. Well, no, you had the whole involved. dark order run out there and get involved too. They weren't involved in the finish. They were all they, cleared. They, they for... still ran out and were involved in the match. Let two guys. Yeah. Well, you said they were involved in the finish and they weren't involved in the finish. They were involved in the match. That's all I'm saying. It's just yeah. a bunch of gaga. It's a bunch of noise. Let's let's bring the noise down here and let two people do the do the match. That's all I'm saying. Well, hell, they had need... that they had that whole episode of Rampage where there were no seconds allowed or no managers allowed or anybody. You know? What a what a wow, what a what a gimmick that would be. I didn't know I was at a college campus where we have everyone's. This is a college campus. What? This is all elite you. This is a college campus where everyone's frat fights another frat. That's what this has become now. And, uh, but here's the thing these two guys went out and had a great match. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. I do think finishers should win matches at some point, but there was like creative kickouts. There's creative ways to get out of it. They didn't lay themselves up with it. I I know I was just yelling. I'm being goofy with the apologist thing, Jeremy. You know what I'm doing. Um, Loved it, but CM I thought they put themselves in a tough position because there was so much other stuff in the show that exceeded what this match was going to be able to do. CM Punk told Sean Ross Sapp that he's relieved that Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. Vince owns enough of his footage that he's not getting paid for. <laughs> I like that line from Punk. <laughs> Makes sense. Of course, that's uh, the the post meet uh, scrambles that we'll see yeah. all the different stuff. Him and uh, yeah, him and Tony are out there right now. Boy, Punk looks like he's been through a fight. <laughs> uh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Uh, of course, we also have the dead eye through the table. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, fun match. Not Hangman's best match. Not Adam Cole's best match. But a hell of a pay per view overall. Uh, it, was a fun, and, it was a fun show. A little mm-hmm. long, but it was a fun show. Uh, I won't say this is the best AEW pay per view ever. So, you know, some people are trying to say that every time after a pay per view. I think they've had better shows. I thought All Out was, what do you mean, was a better Joe? This show. is the best, the best AEW show I've ever this, seen in my life since its inception. Come on. Yeah, it's come on. Well, like, like the, this is a very, very good show. Had some weaker points, had some strong points. Love the show. Let's go into our ratings. One out of ten. I'm giving this show a solid eight. Giving a solid eight out of ten, and that's scaled on AEW in comparison to other things they've done. An eight out of ten. Strong show. It's a soft eight. If we didn't get Moxley and Danielson and and, and MJF in the show, maybe it'd be less. But this is a really, really strong show. I'm going to give it a seven. Um, the reason I'm giving it a seven, just because one, it was wait, it was too long of a show, in my opinion. I don't think the show needs to be four and a half hours or five hours long. You love in that three hour sweet spot. We um, get recently, I, I huh? think, I think three, three and a half is like a nice sweet spot mm-hmm. Four, four and a half. You're getting to, it's getting too long. Um, you know, there were several spots in, in some of these matches that were just bots like that Darby Allen and some other spots in the matchup. Um, you know, the main events, a lot of those false finishes just kind of killed it for me, which is kind of got me out of the matchup. The match was fun. It was all right, but it was just, you know, there's moves that should finish matches, right? So this is just one of my things to nitpick about that. But overall, man, it was a fun pay-per-view. Love seeing Keith Lee back on the card. The ladder <laughs> match, that was, that was great. He's give you the tweezers. I'm going to give it a so seven. Well. 
I'm giving you the tweezers. You just gave me the tweezers. We'll put the tweezers down, Jeremy. I think you like the show a lot. I'm giving it a nine uh, because I'm not an old man that wants to go to bed right now. I I did not feel like it was too. (laughs) I didn't feel like it was too long at all. Uh, I mean, it's it's less. It was. uh, I I didn't have an issue with it being that long. It was like it was three hours. I didn't notice that it was three hours and fifty minutes. So it was fifty minutes more than a normal raw. You know, Um, so I don't think it was long at all. I thought. I thought there wasn't really a terrible match. There were, you know, I think the the two women's matches, I thought the the TBS championship, probably more of a TV match. It wasn't really a pay-per-view feel match. I thought Thunder and Brit have done better. And, you know, but I and again, I think they're saving it for St. Patrick's Day Slam. I think they're saving it for the title change. I think that match is going to be a little better. Um, but outside of that, uh, I had no complaints with any of the other matches on the card at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, other people chiming in here about the timing thing. We have someone saying, Jose, the longer, the better. I don't like wasting monies. Um, we also have people giving it a 7.5 out of 10. Some people give it a 10. Steven saying, I like long pay-per-views worth 50 bucks. So, you know, you're spending for your mm-hmm. time, though, too. You know, and so that's I, I to each his own. That's just my yeah. personal preference. I just, you know, when, when watching mm-hmm. a wrestling show, I don't I don't need a show for it. to be I didn't notice for, that until the end dollars. of the show. I didn't notice that until the end of the show when people brought it up. Mind you, I'm in the central time zone, so maybe mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with the same thing the people in the East are. Too. And I'm always up this late, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. <laughs> hell, I'm doing a voiceover after this. so uh, Hell of a show. Definitely seek out, if, you, if you're just going to watch the show in bits and chunks, seek out Punk versus MJF. Seek out Mox versus Danielson. And seek you... out a blood transfusion, too. <laughs> <laughs> seek out a... how, how about the ring crew? They had to change the canvas a couple how times. How about Bryce Rimsberg? He kept on the same bloody shirt that he had from the... Uh, the uh, the Danielson and Moxley match because he ref the main event. He still had the same bloody shirt on. <laughs> oh, there's a great comment here from John Paul Start. He says, uh, I give Sports Key a 10 for a card review. Oh, yeah. Gee, oh, yeah. Oh, gee, golly. Oh, stop, stop. We're blushing underneath our beards over here. We're blushing underneath our beards. Oh, stop it. No, go on. Go on. Stop. Yeah, keep kissing our ass. We'll take it. <laughs> sorry. We, we, uh, we were before the show. We said we we're going to do 30 minutes and we went an hour. And sorry about all that. Let's I'm get out of here. Let's get out of here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we have the top story. You guys can catch us on that Monday through Friday, right around 530 Central, 630 Eastern. Sometimes we go a little bit earlier if there's some more breaking news. Another thing is with big breaking news, and we expect some big breaking news in the next week or so, especially leading up to WrestleMania. Just make sure your notifications are on so you can catch those breaking news streams. Uh, plus, every ne- Monday night after Monday at Raw, we have Vince Russo covering Monday at Raw. After Wednesday's action and Tuesday's action, Jose over there covers the debrief with Dynamite and NXT. Uh, Tuesdays, we have Unfiltered, a special interview every week with the Special Wrestling Star. Thursday nights, we also have DDP and Vince Russo together doing the Bro Show. That's on our Instagram. We do drop that on our YouTube uh, at some point, like Friday morning as well. And then Friday nights after SmackDown and Rampage, we have Dutch Mantel on SmackDog. So hours and hours of content, plus all of the interviews we've done for the Sports Keto Wrestling Awards. If you guys have not done it yet, Get your votes in. Only a few more days left. You can win a brand new Xbox X Series console from us. Uh, Follow the directions. You have to follow all of the directions, and you have to vote. We will know if you didn't vote, by the way. 100,000 votes, huh? Yes. Uh, Congratulations to the team. This has been an absolutely fun thing to be a part of. 100,000 fans impacted. Uh, I've heard numbers. I've heard Google numbers of a quarter of a million people being impacted in terms of on this. It's it's incredible. A lot going on here. WrestleMania is a few weeks away. Jose and I will be there. 
it, get on the road with us. If this is the first time you're trying out our show after a pay-per-view, get on the road to WrestleMania with us. I know you have a lot of choices for all the secondary wrestling media. And if you choose us, we thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, give us a follow on social media. You can follow him at Jose underscore G underscore official. You can follow him down there. Uh, Jeremy Bennett at JB Huskers. You can follow me at Kev. Kellum on the Twitter machine. I'll be on the road with a bunch of different comedy shows in Green Bay, Wisconsin and across Chicago. You can check out all my dates on my website, kevinkellum.com. All right. Thank you guys so much. Remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing. Clear your mind. Do not compare promotion to promotion. Do not get mad about pile drivers not winning matches. No. Go vote in the Sports Key to Wrestling Awards. And please, please do what, gentlemen? You must enjoy it. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Let me talk. Watch out, watch out, watch out.